Hey everybody, this is producer Will here for the Entrepreneur Dad podcast. And just to catch you guys up, last week we got to talk to UAB Football Director of Strength and Conditioning, Lyle Henley, about his background, his journey through the strength and conditioning world, all the way up until him owning his own business. Now this week, we're going to get into a little bit more of Lyle's day-to-day strength and conditioning scheduling and some really good advice that he has, not only about his own family and his parenting journey, but how you can help your kids safely and effectively navigate their journey through their high school and collegiate athletics. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy this episode with Lyle Henley on the Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Entrepreneur Dad Podcast, where we talk to entrepreneurs, high-level executives, and overall just people that are working their butt off to make a great living for themselves. In this, what we do is we examine their journey, their ups, their downs, their transitions, and also how to remain great spouses and loving parents while managing a full daily schedule. Thank you so much, and I hope you get tons of value out of your time with us. you feel comfortable with yeah. so you go from probably i don't know losing a tech i'm just going to say probably the 30 to fifty thousand yes. dollar range yes so yes Western louisiana it's not bad but it's not great right um so you're in this private sector yes give me an idea a thought process of income that you went from so when you're it, in the, it heated, jumped, heated the athlete it, factory. it jumped in the heated athlete factory you're, you're in the six figure plus right. income for sure you know, but you, like you're also dealing with something that I'd never dealt with before about 30 plus employees so that you had was 30 plus 30 employees because plus employees, what we were doing is we were private contracting personal training out to some of these gyms through our name okay and then we we're also putting coaches in all the high schools all right so we had so we had strength coaches in the high schools okay we have physical therapists that we're working with we're working with doctors we are we're contracted all out, and I'm telling you, it was way more than I could handle. So let me ask you a question. How much of actual, because coaching, we talked about this, coaching and strength conditioning was what you like. Yes. How much coaching were you actually doing? I was actually only able to coach basically in the mornings, and then my high-profile guys throughout the off-season, and then late in the afternoons because I'm managing everybody Manage else everybody. at the same time. So, so you're not really doing. It, it kind of went from this, this dream thing to something I didn't want to do. So... Wow, you know, actually selling to D one and just going back to not having to deal with anybody, yeah, and um, and just being a coach again was unbelievable. And I'm very thankful to Will Bartholomew was the owner there and yeah. believed in what I was doing. Great guy, and uh, really helped me in the transition period. So Will bought bought your gym, and yes. I, in essence, when this happens, he he quote buys your clients. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, yes. Yes. yes and no. So, yes. but you're still staying involved, right? But they, it's D one now, so you're going in and working for D one. So you here's the question I have is, you go from working for somebody to own your own own your own deal. Yes. So now you're working for somebody. Yes. Yes. Talk about that transition. It was you know working for Will was great. You know he's very understanding of the transition of what I went into, but you know you're still not calling your own shots. For sure. You're still not doing your thing. And it, it, it took them about four or five years to get what is D1 Mobile now. They just opened up, think about it, last year. So from 2013, that's how long it took them to open up because they're running into all kinds of problems with it, as you as in any business, any business right? Yeah. So, so what I was basically doing for, for D1 is I was traveling around and having to leave my family for four months out of the year to these combine destinations. So I was either having to go to Palm Beach 
or we would go to Orlando, or we would go to, we even went to Checks in Mississippi one time because wow. they had an unbelievable facility. Just traveling all over the, and having to stay for four or five months. So, you know, I kind of got out of the college deal to spend more time with family, raise a family, to get in the private sector. And now all of a sudden, we've built this thing up so much that I, now I'm spending more time away from my family in the private sector. So it turned into right. something once again. Right. So you fed, you fed them. Fed the machine, and the machine was kind of, kind of biting you in the butt again. Absolutely. So you are working for Will at D1, traveling yes. around, being gone a lot, probably yes. still making pretty good money. Making good money. So, making but you sold your company, so you made a little money there. Made a little money there. And so he's paying you. I know he's got to be paying you pretty decent, at least what you were making. Yes. Okay. So you're doing that. You're traveling a lot. Then what? You know, I'd, I'd formed a relationship with Coach Clark. Bill Clark. Bill Clark. And when he came down and became the defensive coordinator at South Alabama, yep. his, uh, he moved into a neighborhood which was actually only a block away from one of my gyms. So he would come, you know, Coach Clark is this, he is in a constant seeking perfection of, of being the ultimate training program. And Coach Clark, you not only being an unbelievable football coach, Great as football we all coach, know, yeah. He was a strength conditioning coach back in the day. So right. he was very interested in what we were doing down there. So he would come down. He had actually brought his son and his daughter to come train down there. And he would come watch us train, especially in the professional athletes and the college kids during the day. The difference in, in Coach Clark as a head coach. So, you know, Coach Clark's had, as we sit here today, has had unbelievable success just about everybody. He's right. From Prapa High School right. to South Alabama to Jacksonville State. Right. You know, here UAB and his, I mean, I played here. Right. So I see what he's helped create. Now, I sure. granted the, the group before us helped create this as well, but he is, was kind of the guy that it pr pr pushed it sure. proverbial over the ledge. Sure. It was just, it's just amazing to see. But the difference in Coach Clark and a lot of head coaches, it sounds like, is that Bill knew strength and conditioning. Right. Which a lot of those guys don't. Right. If you talk to Coach Clark about what his favorite thing is about what we do, he'll tell you training. Right off the top of the head, how we train. He believes how we train is how we win. Right. And, and then he's, it sets the tone for the culture which we have, you know, our athletes do. So, you know, any time a, a program gets good and then they start to drop off, usually it's because the culture has started to fail a little bit. For sure. Because you, even if you've had great success, then that you can start to drop off if you don't hold those guys accountable. And it all starts in the weight room as well. Absolutely. You spend as much time there as you do anywhere. Sure. So you meet Bill down there and you're training his kids and he's watching you train these Higher level athletes, 17 yes. first rounders, 50 guys in the NFL, yes. not sports. So he's watching you train these guys. So how did that? I mean, other than training his kids, what what happened there? How did that? How did that whole process? So you know what, what happened is he started you know getting big. Of course, you know his defenses were great at South Alabama. Yep. He gets his opportunity to go to Jacksonville State, and he would start consulting with him. So he's like, hey, we're about to go here, and we start a consultation process, a consulting process, and you know that starts. This is right when we're making the transition into D1. So, you know, I go off, I have a great deal. He ends up going to uh, UAB and hiring one of his former players who's an NFL strength coach, uh, Zach Woodfield. Zach, I play with Zach. Absolutely great guy. Zach's an unbelievable great, human. Great strength coach. Great strength coach, yeah. Um, Zach comes here with him. They have an unbelievable year. Program shuts down. Right. Uh, Zach goes and gets a job at Southern Miss. Right. And, you know, Coach Clark's got a spot open when they bring the – place Probably back, back yeah. you know so I actually contacted coach Clark you know so, so, that, so you contact I didn't know that right so, so you I, contacted Bill I got to contact the bill said hey I don't know what you're going to do moving forward um I knew Zach might not be interested in coming back because his career had started taking off right and uh I said you know if you've got a spot and he was like you serious so, yeah and so you know after about three months later he calls him back and it's like you know let's do it let's do it so 
What made you leave D1 and working for – because Will, Will's – I mean, everything I've heard of Will is Will's great dude. Great guy. I okay. had a great job. They treated me tremendously. Right. I totally trust everything you're doing. Like I said, I did not want to be away from my family at four months at a time. It was killing me. Right. So the last the last two combines I went to, I went away, and my kids at the time were, you know, two, three, four years old. Right. And so right about Christmas time, it was almost depressing. It was almost like – you know, in no way the anxiety or pressure, but almost like being in the military and having to leave, you know, you're right. going to come back. So, you know, it's a, it's a deal to where it's so crazy. I got out of college to get into private sector, right. spend time with family, got a private sector, got back into college. And who's, now, who says they want to get back into college coaching to spend more time with your family? But I knew yeah. how Coach Clark was, and I knew that, you know, even though we, we worked unbelievably up here, I knew he was a family guy. Right. And so it was a... It's going to be an opportunity of whether, you know, not see your kids as much on a daily basis or not get to see them for four months at a time. Woo. So that was that was very a very big in my decision making process. Yeah, for sure. And of course, being up here in Birmingham, it was going to be an easier transition than going away somewhere else if I wanted to get back into college. Coaching. Right. So being in Birmingham, it's kind of a deal where you're close enough to your wife's parents. Sure. That you can get down there pretty quick. Yes. You know. So, I get this question all the time, and I'm I am qualified to answer it. You are more qualified to answer this question. So I see this on a constant basis, and I got buddies in the strength and conditioning world as well. All these moms and dads want their kid to be the next Tom Brady or the next right. Bryce Harper or the next LeBron James. Sure, all it's, that's the goal. Sure, I think it's probably more as much parents living vicariously through their kids <laughs> as much as it is anything. But let's talk to just talk to the kids first, because there's right. going to be some kids out there. I say kids, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, out there watching this because they see your name on there. Right. Okay. What advice would you give them, would you give these kids that are aspiring to play at the next level, meaning college scholarship, what advice would you give them from a strength and conditioning standpoint and nutrition standpoint? Uh, from a strength and conditioning uh, standpoint, it's uh, be patient. You know, That's don't good. don't be a number chaser. Even now on the college level, we don't chase numbers like we used to, right? Mm. So it's about movement now. It's about recovery. Mm. It, I mean, now is it about getting strong? Yes, you Absolutely. do have to be strong. Right. But at one point, are you strong enough? You know. Mm. So if you have a coach, and I dealt with a lot in the private sector, a lot of impatient parents and impatient uh, athletes at a younger level want to jump in and. They want to see what they run in the 40. They want to see how much they bench press. How much can I power clean? How much can I squat? How has my vertical? Those things are, are great, but all in due time. So there's a process for getting there. Usually if you have a – if you everybody now is is contracting some type of, you know, strength conditioning specialist in the private sector right now, especially if they think their kid's got a shot of going into playing college sports, right? right? So if you have somebody that normally is taking their time with it, and we have a six-step process, movement, mobility, coordination, balance, strength, speed, power, and endurance in that sequence and order, a lot of people out of sequence and order. So if you have a strength conditioning specialist, number one, make sure that they are certified through some nationally accredited certification. Not, not, that, a, not a two-hour online. No, no, no. We're talking about the, uh, the NSCA, yep. ASC, and there's there's a lot of them out there, USAW. But at least they've, if they've taken, number one, if they've taken the time to do that, usually sure. they care enough. So you got to have somebody certified. got to have somebody certified, you know, because there's, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there right now. If you have somebody that, you know, is, you know, that 
if they're talking to you and, and the first thing to do is spitting out people they trained, it's usually a warning sign. Let them talk to you about what they're going to do for you and what, how they're going to train you in particular and how they do this process and does it make sense. Consult with somebody. Go consult yeah. with somebody and make sure that, hey, check this person out, run your background check. That's huge. Running a background check. Background not, like, check. not like if they're like child molester or something like sure. that, but like making sure they're good at what they do. Absolutely. Okay. You know, if you've got anybody, uh, you know, check this. If this guy's got a huge rate of sending people to doctors or physical therapists and injuries in the past, you know, like that. But somebody that's going to take their time and get you in the right way and be patient with you, you know, be patient with what you're going to do, not rush everything. Like I said, not come in and they're going to, if this, if it's a trainer, look at you, hey, what do you run right now? Well, I run a 4.8. I can get you to 4.3. You know, that, that's another warning sign right there. <laughs> Whoa, we're out. So, so, you know, it's, um, it, it's very, it's a very, think about it like this. If you're going to buy a house, if you're going to invest in something really big, how much work do you do on the, looking at that? You should do the same thing with a trainer. You just sit and send your kid to a trainer if just because so-and-so went there or so-and-so did this. Because right. the one thing you'll find out in this field is there is no cookie-cutter program. No. Everything should be individualized, and every single athlete is different. Okay, so here's another question. You have these good programs out there, right? That have, good high school programs that have yes. good strength conditioning coaches. Yes. I know of a couple that yes. are stellar. Yes. What do you tell the kid? That's a good athlete that thinks he's got a shot, or doesn't. He may not have a shot, or whatever. That's training at school during the week. Right. Last kids have last period PE, and they right. train with their high school coach. Right. But then wants to hire someone. Talk about that. Cause that, that that's that, a big deal right that's, now. That's a tough one, and that is something that I didn't deal a lot with in the private sector because there weren't really strength and conditioning coaches in many of the high schools. You just had a you just had a coach that was, and he was more than welcome. Yeah, go train with him. And I don't have to fool with you. Mm. Now you've got full time strength and conditioning coaches, and a lot of them are great for great sure. Great strength and conditioning coaches. Here's the thing: if you want to get work with somebody outside of there. Make sure that that specialist, whoever you hired in the private sector, has got an open relationship with the strength and conditioning coach at the high school. That's the number one, it's the hugest thing. Because even the high school strength coach will tell you they don't have time to do everything that they want to do, they right? They don't have time. So yeah. there's different components that are missing. Even I deal with this now. I don't, we don't have time to do every single thing that we do. So if these guys want to go home for a couple weeks, I need I, I make sure I reach out to the trainer themselves right. and say, hey, this is what that guy is missing. And I guarantee you the high school coach will, the strength conditioning coach will be able to tell them, yeah, he's a great kid, but these are the things that need to be. So the, the trainer isn't going in and doing, you know, we're going to do this no matter what you're doing. That's where you get a problem when you start doubling up on things, and that's where injuries occur. Injuries happen. Right? Yep. And, and then you're wasting your money. For sure. You're getting doubling up. So if if I if my coach up here is working on X Y Z, then you need to be working on A B C, and that's when you can kind of start a good. bridging the gap and getting together. That communication between have open communication between a specialist and then the strength coach at the high school, and I'm telling you, it's that that's the thing that's the missing link. So right if now. the private if if you go to the, this private sector guy, yes, and the private sector guy said no matter how good or how good or how renowned he is. If the private sector guy says, we're going to do our own thing because your strength and conditioning coach doesn't know what he's talking about or, right. or whatever, right. you don't need to be with that guy. Right. Because here's the thing. The strength and conditioning coach at school is not going anywhere. Right. If you're staying at that school, 
He's the guy that's going to train you. Absolutely. And so there's got to be open communication. So if you have a guy that does says it, probably need to stay away from him. Right. Right. Okay. And I've been on both sides of it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tough deal. But like I said, the, the best, the most success that I've been guilty of in the past is a, is a private sector guy. But the most successful you're going to have is going to be, and we've ever had in the past, is when I've had an open relationship or dialogue yeah. with the athlete's coach. And if there's no way I would write a program now for an athlete without at least consulting with everything. And I'm not talking about the kid. I'm not talking about the athlete. Well, today we did power cleans and bench and squat. Okay, well, let's go out here and do this. Yeah. i got to know what the whole program is. So I've got to go up and sit down with the coach and go with through his mind, because the kid isn't going to be honest with you, number one. No, no, no. And then he's not going to remember everything. That no, no. Sometimes it's hard for me to remember what we did, right? right? So the kid's definitely not. I need to talk to the coach. Right. You know what I mean? And, for sure. And it's because it, what it is, it's not about you and it's not about him, it's about the athlete. Right. And so if we want the athlete to be successful, then I've got to know what all is going, what is going on. on. Let's talk about food. There's so yes. many things out there right now. And yes. I, and I have not, disclaimer, I have not prompted him to say anything. So <laughs> yes. talk about, let's talk about food. From that high school athlete perspective, and what what these guys need to be doing, you know, basically, uh, when I was on the high school level, it's kids kids don't eat, they yeah. they don't eat enough. Number one, half of them don't eat, you know. So it's it's about number one, you need to have a plan, just like we talked about a plan with from a strength conditioning standpoint. Right. If you don't have a plan from the nutrition standpoint, I know it's an old saying, you cannot train a bad diet. It's it's really very true. Yeah. And it's number one. You've got the, the first thing. Number one, you got to have fuel in your tank. Got to feed the machine. Got to feed them. Yeah. So, and if you want to take it a step further, it's you got to have good fuel in the tank, right? Yeah. So it's it's getting a plan of what exactly what you need, how many calories you're going to be burning, like. And you talk about being from a strength conditioning standpoint and everything being individualized. On a nutrition level, it's even at a higher individualized program for what every athlete needs, right? Right. You've got weight gain, you've got weight loss, you've got guys that are allergic to this, you've got guys that are ready yeah. to these foods. There's so many different things out there. So the thing that has set us apart, I think we've had the most success. We're the only probably, I know in our conference for sure, but maybe of all the group of five that have three full-time nutritionists just for football. That's crazy. And so it, That's it, it's huge. It is yeah. huge. And, and other guys that I talk to in my field, they're like, well, what are y'all doing? And we tell them, yeah, we do that too. And then I, we get into nutrition stuff. They're like, well, we don't have that. That's, now we see why guys look a certain way and they're right. able to recover. It's the same thing from a high school level. You know, you think about it, you're even spending more time away in the high school level. You're away. Yeah. You've got, you got multi-sport athletes. Yep. You've got guys that don't have time for an off-season. You've got guys that are just going and doing – all these kids now are like talking about getting private sector coaches. Yep. They're, they're doubling up. They're double-dipping in what sure. they're doing. So, you know, get with somebody, number one, who has a plan. Get with a nutritionist somewhere. Number two, you better have a good, you know, source of fuel of what you're getting from. Right. It's, it's not – you know, feasible to think that their parents can prepare all this food and with especially got other siblings and then time constraints and you're picking things up. If you don't plan ahead, you're planning to fail. For sure. Let, let's talk about parents. Yes. You see normal parents, you see crazy parents, right? And you see absent parents. parents yes. Because you see them all that come through these doors. What advice would you give to parents that have a kid that you think that they think could possibly play at the next level? If you if you think that you know. Number one, you have to be realistic. You know, you have to be realistic for, okay, 
what level is my kid? And, and I think that if you're willing to put in the work, mm -hmm. and you're willing, and number one, it's, it's, it's dedication. The number one thing we work with on our guys is how to manage your free time. Mm. So it's, you know, video games, it's, it's, it's being able to study, it's how many hours of sleep your kid's getting. You've got to dedicate. Once again, I know it sounds like a broken record, you've got to have a plan for what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but if you're willing to put in the work, like I was saying before, there is some level of college athletics you can play at. Now, it might not be Division One. It might sure. be Division Two. It might be Division Three. Whatever level it is, just go ahead and accept what it is. The, the biggest problem you have is you've got a Division Three athlete or Division Two athlete or one AA, but their parents think that they're Division One, and so they keep pushing the kid. They miss out on all these opportunities. Yeah. Let me tell you, if you're just trying to, unless you, I mean, the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball, they will find you no Absolutely. matter where you are. So if that's your end goal is to be a professional athlete, it really doesn't matter where you play, right? If you if you have that talent level, it's, it's a few and far between the athlete that slips through the cracks now. With you know the internet has made the world a smaller place, the uh, the way these guys are going out and identifying all these scouts, I mean they will find, find you, and Absolutely. there's an opportunity. So there's not a if you look at the NFL or Major League Baseball or even basketball for that matter, it's made up of guys from everywhere. everywhere. So if I'm if at worst case scenario, if I'm my kid is going to college and they're an athlete, they're going to learn how to manage their free time, or yeah. they will be gone. You yeah, know for I mean? sure. They're not going to put up with it. So you're learning life skills. Mm -hmm. You're it, it's it's the same thing. If you can teach your kid how to manage their free time as they're growing up, right. the more successful they're going to be because that's the guys we find. Everybody that comes here is, is talented athletically. Oh, absolutely. Uh, athletically. The guys that make it as opposed to the ones who don't or even set them up, uh, set themselves up for a shot, for a shot at, the, uh, at the professional sports, these teams are evaluating these kids and they're, they're starting to look at how do they manage free time. Yeah. What, what's going on outside of here? The kids that are able to manage free time are the more successful ones. For sure. Absolutely. So, number one, teach your kid how to manage free time. Number two, have That's a plan. Good. And then number three, always encourage your kids. I Be mean, positive, I, pr yeah. I promise you, as much as I even want to deal with my kids in sport now, because I want to get on them and say something, you know, I, I tend to, very, to back off because their coach is on them. They don't need mom and dad hammering them too when they get home. Yeah. Let's, let's transition that. That's a good segue. So you got out of it to spend more time with family. You got back into college to spend more time with family. How yes. do you manage – because this, this is one of the big questions that I like to ask people. Right. How do you manage being a dad and a husband that works a ton, right. whether you're an entrepreneur and you own your own business because you've done right. that, or you're working for someone and you're working a lot of hours? How do you, how, what's, the, what's the best piece of advice you would give somebody that's doing what we're doing? Because I'm doing the same thing you're doing, right. just on different levels. Right. Um, what would you give to, on how to stay a good dad and how to stay a good father? The, the best advice I can give is something that I did did consciously when we got back into college and it was going to be tough. I was going to make my kids my hobby, right? If I wasn't, if I wasn't going to have a hobby outside of here, right? So I wasn't going to leave here and go play golf. I wasn't going to leave here and 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 go do whatever. And at least, but I love to hunt. I love to fish. But if I have some type of activity like that, it's going to be where I can involve my kids. So when That's I go good. hunting or fishing now, my kids come with me. Any time, any free That's second great. I'm spent 
it is done with my kids on any level, whether it's, it's at home, whether we're leaving here, it's I'm not going to involve my kid, I'm not going to have another thing outside of work. What, if, I, if it can't involve my kid, I don't do it. That's great. And so, uh, and as much as we can, we try to bring my kids up here, I make them feel a part of it, you know, especially in the summertime, they love to come to work with dad. I've got a cool job. So yeah, you got a great job. Got a great job. So they Big love playpen. To, they playpen, they come out, they love to be around the team, football players, yeah. get them appreciate to what you're doing, see the importance of it know that dad you know it is is as crazy as it sounds know that dad there's a reason for what he's doing it's not he just wants to be away from you he has to see what right. you're going to do but like i said I, any any amount of free time you have outside of here or any other way you can sneak that in it, it, even if it's 15 to 20 minutes a day of extra it, it goes a long ways because i can tell it makes that's a huge, huge difference that's yeah. huge all right five questions to ask everybody all right uh i'm big into this what does your morning routine look like Morning routine, I uh, wake up, uh, I've always, um, I'll take a quick shake, you know, it's usually some type of morning oats or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, take my, all my supplements that I take for yep. the day, my fish oils and stuff like that. I'm usually out of the house in, uh, in 10 to 15 minutes, man. So from the time you get up, I mean, you're... I'm rolling. I, I never hit snooze. Gotcha. So you get here, do you have anything when you get here when it's quiet that you do that you have that's, before everybody gets here, anything anything that goes on here? Yeah, I always come in and make sure the condition of the weight room. We have guys that come in and like work out at night and they leave stuff out. So first thing we do is tidy the weight room up. That's always my number one thing. I try to check my emails. The first thing in the morning, uh, you know, because you get a lot of stuff. I, when I go home, I shut my phone off. Shut it off. That's good. I shut my phone off, so I miss a lot of calls and stuff. So I'm usually returning calls or just hitting back text early in the morning. Right. So that's my daily routine. Talk about food. So. I hadn't seen you in probably two two months yes. when we met today. Yes, you've lost forty pounds. Yes, so we'll, we can talk about that in a little bit. But yep, tell me about what does a day of eating look like for you? You know, I do really. It has to be quick. You know what I mean? When yeah. I have a lot of time to eat, so you know, I basically spread out. I do a uh, I do a morning. I do a pre work some type of pre workout depending on what time. Mm-hmm. Some type of small meal. I'll do some type of post workout, which is a small meal. I do a lunch where I'm able to sit down for at least fifteen to twenty minutes. Right. Yeah, and it's uh, you don't get an hour for lunch. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> well, you have to, you have to do your workout during lunch. No doubt. So yeah. there you go. So I'll sit down and um, then I have some mid afternoon. Then I have my my dinner. I try to eat dinner with the family every night when we get home. So gotcha. Yeah. Good. Okay, so we talked. You kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, you talked about being a good reader. Yes. Hey, math. What's your favorite book of all time? Ooh, favorite book of all time. I'll tell you what. It's, I'm very. I'm very. Uh, dynamic in reading so I read a lot I don't know if I have a favorite book of all time I do like uh, hmm. the one I'm hung on right now is uh, that I really like was uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins yeah yeah really great I mean it's he's pretty rough yeah, he's right. the edges, but I tell you man the message behind what he does transitions so much into what we do right that's a big one right there um uh, there's a lot of, uh, golly, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of books I read in college sitting in the deer stands, man, that, that I, can, I can think back to. I like, uh, is it, uh, I think it's, un, is it Unbreakable? With yes. the one with the guy that had the movie that they, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I love that one. That was, that was a good one. And, um, hmm, I don't know, that's a good question. I have to go back and look. Yeah, we'll, we'll think about one. that. Yeah. Um, okay, last question. If you could talk to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell him? Oh, man. Uh, 
<laughs> the one thing I've been telling you, learn how to manage your free time. That's been a constant it's, thing. I mean, I've asked questions about work. I've asked questions yeah. about family. I've asked questions about other kids. Yeah. That seems to kind of... It's the management of what you do outside of what you do, okay? So my, you know, you're going to do your work, right? Or you'll get fired. You're going to be at work. You're going to be working. When you get home, when you leave here, what are you doing with your life? Right. You know what I mean? Are you trying to better yourself? Or are you just trying to veg out on the couch and just and just totally shut off? Right. You know, that was big on that. I just yeah. wanted to disconnect from everything and shut down. I have to realize that the most important part of my life is live when I live here every day. You know, if, if I'm family number one, you know, then when I get home is when my day, I can't be off when I go home. I've got to be no. on when I go home. That's hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've got to be there for my kids. I've got to be, I've got to give them a, just as much as I gave these players and coaches right. throughout the day. So I was not prepared for that early on, having a family. Luckily, I was married for seven years before, and that helped transition before we had kids, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, that'd be the number one thing is, you know, learn, learn how to sleep, <laughs> sleep <laughs> fast. Yeah. Sleep fast. And, and, uh, you know, just, just the management of free time has been my biggest thing. Awesome. Lyle, man, I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. So Lyle Henley, one of the top strength coaches, in my opinion, I've been around a bunch in my years in the, uh, in the country. He, what he's done here at UAB is created some guys and created these, these machines and got a program that was once just totally turned around, meaning didn't even have a program and was brought back to reinvigorate the strength and conditioning program and has done an amazing job. And still to this day has these kids that he used to train when he was in the private sector come back to Birmingham. Guys that are not even from Birmingham will come back to Birmingham and let Lyle train them for their NFL offseason. It's really, really pretty remarkable. So Lyle is on social media. He's the head strength coach at UAB, director of strength and conditioning, excuse me, at UAB, and has a wonderful, wonderful staff. Uh, hey, if you need some info on Lyle, we would be more than happy to ha connect you with him. He is a wonderful wealth of knowledge. And if he can't find the answer, he will give, get it to you in some way. So email me, info at millfit.co, and I will be glad to put you up with Lyle Henry. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us today. We appreciate it. Look forward to serving you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you had as much fun as I did in this interview. We would love to hear your input and who you would like for us to interview on the Entrepreneur Dad podcast. Also, we would love it if you would give us a review and a rating. What that does for us is it helps us so much in our business and so much with the Entrepreneur Dad podcast. If you have any suggestions or would just like to ask a question in general, please email us, thomas at theentrepreneurdad.com. That's thomas at theentrepreneurdad.com. Thank you so much. We look forward to serving you.